Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Five, four, three, two, one. You got it! It's time for episode 634 of Who Charted? There was a show where comedians discuss the top five songs and movies of the week. Congratulations, you have passed Checkpoint Dunk Contest on the road to summer 2023. I'm your host, H. Michael Cray, a.k.a. Chart Link Later, Howard Kramer. And with me, as always, <laughs> and with me, as always... <laughs> <laughs> Brett Morris, aka Starred. What's up, man? What's up? You call me uh, Brett McClung. I'm a big Mac McClung fan. Oh shit! Point. You've been following that kid since uh, junior high school. Yeah, no, I mean he was on the Warriors and he was sensational during the summer league, mm-hmm. and they dropped him. And I was always, uh, I was kind of bummed about that because I just love watching him go. He's yeah. like a phenom. Phenom, and he, yeah. he won the uh, dunk contest, and he That's, won it commandingly. Commandingly, almost got a all, perfect fifty on every dunk. And he, yeah, the one, the one lady ripped him off. Don't you they think? ripped it? Yeah, she ripped him off. And he, um, the craziest thing is, he got them all on his first attempts. Right, like yes. they usually take a couple. Yeah, they got to do it over, and it's like yeah. it kills the whole momentum and everything. And this guy's got a—I don't know how tall he is, but he's short for for NBA standards. Yeah. And he's but getting she, uh, way she's up. doing that thing where she's leaving a little bit of room in case somebody's better that she could put him up better, right? You know, yeah. and then nobody was better. So yeah, wild well, stuff. Uh, but yeah, if, congrats on that. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it yet, Mac McClung just blew up the dunk contest from the G League, and uh, go watch that video because yeah, it's, it's and he's signed to uh, who's he signed to now? He's on a different team. The Nuggets he's on the Seventy Sixers. Seventy Sixers. Shits. And I hope they give him a chance because uh, I would just love to see him like compete. You know, I think he's got something like magical with him. Wow. Look at that. You should buy yeah. his card. Go on eBay. And I buy should. His card. I should. He's like the, uh, he he's, like a classic under, he's a classic underdog type, you know? Yeah. He'd have a G League card. All right. Speaking <laughs> of phenoms, let's yes. bring in our guest. Here he comes now. You know him from the Crossword Show. Gang, he's hot off of a Sketchfest performance up there in San Francisco. They did the final performance of the fifth puzzle. And you know him from epic rock battles of history. Please welcome back to the charts, Zach Sherwin. It's great to be back. Hey, Zach. Can I tell you guys about a journey I've gone on since the podcast started? 
Sure. Since this Great. one started? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'd never heard of Mac McClung. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's an interesting name. Clung sounds like a dunk going badly, like exactly. an onomatopoeia. <laughs> yeah, Clung. I thought um, of the same thing. He's got the <laughs> anti name for what he does so well. It's probably what spurred him on. Probably. Um, so I Googled him, but I thought, Brett, that you had said Matt McClung. Oh, Matt. okay. But Google knew what right. I meant, and it took me right Easy to him. Mistake. And it turns out that his real name is Matthew. So weirdly, oh, it weird. kind of was Matt all along. I also like that it is Mac because it reminds me of oh, Lil that's Mac. That's his real name? Lil Mac from um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yes, which is like the is little like the little guy you're playing who's oh, trying okay. to fight, you know, in the in I was thinking robots. of little Jimmy, the guy from the Grand Old Opry. They had a little Jimmy guy. <laughs> hey, uh, so good to have you back. How how was uh, Sketchfest? Was that fun? Sketchfest was very fun. Um I did Mortified, which is a great show where you read like embarrassing old journal entries and stuff like that. In my mm -hmm. case, I read I read super hardcore rap lyrics that I wrote between the ages of like 13 and 16. Whoa. Um, Were you are... gangsta back then? Well, was I, or was the stuff I was writing? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty yeah, hard. It was pretty hard. Um, so, you know, it's mortifying and cathartic. So that was great. And then we did the crossword show and yeah, it was really fun. Um, and like you said, I don't know where you got that blur, but you were right. It was the last performance of a show we've been doing for a while. And it's always nice to put down the very familiar thing and start working on some uh, some fresh new stuff. So. Yeah, let something new in. Mm. And uh, will that be the sixth puzzle? Is that what we're yes. going towards? Exactly right, Howard. Hey, for our listeners who don't remember, for, I mean, it's been a while since you're back. It's great to have you back on the show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, explain again a little bit about the crossword show. I would love to. And it has been a little bit. I told Brett before we started taping that I looked at my um, calendar and it was December 1st of 2020. So over two years. Oh, too wow. Long. Great to be well, back. You know what? Uh, that's over. No matter how this goes today, this could be a massive debacle and you're coming back on in a few months. Hell yes. <laughs> you're a regular now. Um, I, that's great news. I feel great. Um, Bumped up right there. Uh, the crossword show is um, basically, so I don't make crossword puzzles on my own, but for every crossword show, and there have been five of them so far, I collab with a different person who makes puzzles for the New York Times, and they make a crossword grid and hand it over to me. They fill it with words of their choosing, and then I kind of host as like a panel of comedians solves the crossword puzzle on stage before your eyes. There's like a PowerPoint projected things so you can watch the solving quote-unquote action happening wow. um and uh the other two things i'll say about it here because i know it's a friendly space are the clues work like normal crossword puzzle clues but they also work like rhyming lyrics so there's an across clue rap and a down clue rap over the course of the show um and you perform those for the people for the judges to give them clues i do yep mm -hmm. and do those go on for a while they're they're um, not just couplets right they go, no, they're crossword puzzle clues. You want to make them as economical as possible. Word economy is paramount. Oh. So, um, yeah, they, they go by pretty fast. Um, so how, how short might one be just a few words, like a haiku type thing? Totally. Um, like sometimes it's just one word. And then, um, is there more rapping them besides you rapping the clues? I would think the audience goes there wanting to see you bust some rhymes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bust. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a surprise grand finale rap where I cleverly weave in all of the answer words from the puzzle. Oh, so at first it's just wow. the clues, but then I do like a little button it all up thing at the end. Whoa. And then there's some like a la carte here and there raps sprinkled in along the way. That and is it, uh, but it, it causes amazement, wouldn't you say? Like uh, seeing uh, David Blaine or something. By the mm. time you weave those answers together, people have had a full experience i i hope so i aim for it to be satisfying and for you to be like oh yeah that thing we talked about that's nice to see it button up you know i was watching um glass onion a knives out mystery and he was buttoning everything up and i was like i need to always really make sure that i'm like calling everything back and tying it out in mm -hmm. just as tidy a way i find it mm -hmm. very satisfying when that happens right on I think it's cool you're getting inspiration from uh, movies and music. And we're going to be covering those things today. <laughs> um, why don't we get into our uh, music chart? First, I'll uh, wrap the history yes. of recorded music. Hell yeah. Feel free to chime in if you'd like. We used to play LPs, 8-tracks, cassettes, and CDs. Now we download and we stream. What's next? NFTs? <laughs> that was way off. Uh, we had a yeah, major... You're on a, uh, you're on a bigger delay than usual. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know either. I beefed up my internet. It's like 30 times faster than it was. Uh, but yeah. Whoa. Shit happens. That right like in front of the rap master, too. I, that was great, Howard. It's gone smoothly hundreds of weeks in a row. I don't. I loved it, and I don't think NFTs existed the last time I did the show, at least mm. not in the popular consciousness. So that was a nice upgrade to hear. Yep. I wondered how it was going to – I knew it was going to end big, and you delivered. Oh, right on. Yeah, that has been a big development, and uh, perhaps it's coming back. Just yesterday – I received a text about an article that the <laughs> virtual real estate is coming back hard. So oh, we'll see. Man. Who are these text me article friends? I just want to say, <laughs> I know how the internet works. I scam <laughs> widely in the course of a day. Yeah, what kind of what kind of fool would text you that article? Yeah, I can't yeah. even was imagine. It, was it Brett? Certainly wasn't <laughs> yeah, it someone was like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a New York Times article, which I, I had no password to read, but I got oh, the blurb. But it lent credibility to the headline, did it not? Yes, I thought you'd sure. be happy to, to, to see no, that. I, no, for sure. For sure. I am. Hey, speaking of real estate in hometowns and hip hop, how about this amazing development? Mm. Did you know that uh, you were from Cleveland Heights, Ohio? Did you know that? <laughs> Remember that? Remember yes. that? Wow. All Good. right. Okay. So this is the kind of podcast where some facts are known. Okay. Yep. I got it. Yep. No, this, this is going to pay off as well. I'm excited. Yeah. You are a rapper. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody from your hometown mm -hmm. has recently revived a classic rap song from the 80s. Whoa. Mm. 
Oh, that was who, uh, the post. Who is from question. your hometown? What cla- what rap? Who is from, from your hometown? I, if you told me somebody from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, brought back a classic '80s rap song, I was I would say it was you, but it wasn't you. It was what? one <laughs> of your hometownsmen, and perhaps you grew up with them. Do you have wow. any ideas who it would be? I don't know. You know. Um, I don't know a lot about Cleveland hip hop beyond Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. What about Cleveland sports? Cleveland Cleveland Heights sports. Sports. Is it? um, it I know LeBron James used to play for the. Bigger, bigger than Matt McClung. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I, I don't know this. All right, well, tweet at us, gang. No, I'll tell you the answer. (laughs) Okay. There was recently a Super Bowl, and in Mm. that Super Bowl, two brothers were playing each other on opposite sides of the ball, Travis and Jason Kelsey from... Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights. And Travis kept on saying, you got to fight for your right to party to amp up the Kansas people. Wow. Probably a new song. Wait, so you're calling him a rapper now just for saying that? Wait, how did we get to there? All I said is somebody from Cleveland Heights brought back an 80s song. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a rapper from Cleveland Heights. I do kind of agree with that. I messed that up too. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. It makes me feel better about not having gotten it right. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I didn't plan it as a quiz. I just thought maybe you guys were going to know about it and then it turned into a quiz. So. A, um, I, I didn't have a lot of prep time. I love quizzes, so please don't be shy about throwing them at me. And and I can't overstate how much I don't know about sports. So I just oh, okay. there was no chance I was going to. All get right, that one. wrong area. Mm-hmm. So do they know to keep that out of your crosswords? Don't put in athletes and stuff like that. I actually have an athlete in the in the show that I'm currently working on. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and reveal an exclusive to cement my, um, you know, to kind of like um, start paying off my uh, you're a series regular, st- my new status oh, immediately. Man. But we need um, an exclusive like sting right now. Yeah. How about this? Perfect. Yeah. Whoa. That's what it feels like. Exclusive. To say what I'm about to say. Yogi Berra features prominently in the new Crossword show. Oh, okay. Unperformed. That's all I can say. That's all I'm at liberty to say at this point. And is it a Yogi Berra quote? It's a series. It is? Yeah. A series of quotes. I'll tell you this. Here's a quiz for you. Okay. Um, Yogi Berra said something that became the title of a song that is the highest charting hit ever for that artist. Um, Can you identify the Yogi Berra quote? Yogi Berra said the thing. An artist made it the title of their song. This artist has never gone higher on the charts than this song went. When it tears are crying. Correct. Pain inside. I can't oh, think really? of the artist, though. That's Lenny yeah. Kravitz. That's oh, Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. There you go. Wow. How did you get that? Uh, because great. I know Yogi Berra because um, I, I grew up in a Yankees family and I know that he said it ain't over till it's over mm-hmm. or, or wow. it ain't over till the fat lady sings or that type of thing. Was he no. butchering that quote? No, you got it. He said it ain't over till it's over. He's the guy who said it. Kravitz jacked it and uh, <laughs> went to the top. 
There you go. Dong hey, flopping around all over the place. Then he jacked it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, he ripped his leather pants and gave everybody a show. That's amazing. Um, I, I didn't know that Yogi Berra coined that one. I know he's full of great quotes, but that's got to be at the top. Brett, like, I hope the amazement you're feeling bodes well for this new crossword show. That's great. That's right super on. great. Um, all right, let's get into the music chart. Uh, okay, I got let's the top uh, most Shazam tracks in the United States. Oh, oh great. Week. Great. Coming in at number five. Number five. SZA, Kill Bill. She's talking about killing a lot of people in there, huh? Yeah. Who does she The more I hear this song, the more I like it. Like yeah. week to week. It's very menacing. Mm-hmm. It's great. And um, its video is kind of like a movie music overlap because it's very informed by the <clears throat> titular film. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Oh, right on. Yeah. Were you a red or a yellow guy? Which one are you into? <laughs> yellow. <laughs> yellow. That's the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Howard? I love and those movies. Um, yeah, probably yellow. Although uh, the red w- the wedding thing I was not into so much. <clears throat> um, there's just like whichever one's less disturbing, probably. I mean, just even from Pulp Fiction, I still would never ever watch that again just because of the gimp <laughs> scene. Wow. <laughs> That's never, just the captivity of that. And then the fact that it could just happen that quick where a couple wrong moves and you're in the basement of the pond. Yeah. No good. I don't <laughs> like so to confront that. And it was in LA where you live. It's even yeah. more plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Like the buildings look like the buildings here. Right. right. It's probably that, a 20 minute drive from wherever you are right now to where that happened. Yes. Tops. Yes. So he's like, oh, I'm, I'm in this area I've never been before. Boom, blindsided. Oh. And that was a what? katana scene, too. He loves oh, katana wow, yeah. swords. All right. Right. And now Quentin Tarantino's in podcasting. So it's like you can't escape him. Okay. Really? Is he doing his own podcast now or just. Yeah, he it? is. Ear- Earwolf's oh. doing it or Stitcher is. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congrats to that. They get our old time slot? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. <laughs> right on. Cool Ops co-hosting with him. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> shout out to them, uh, by the way. Yeah, shout out. He can come on anytime. He can defend his position. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, coming in at number four. Number four. Miley Cyrus, Flowers. We were right till we weren't. Built a home and watched it burn. Mm, I didn't want to leave. You. I didn't want to lie. So Shazam uses a very strange clip for this, which yeah, doesn't really weird. go anywhere. But uh, it sounds like uh, Gloria Gaynor and yeah. uh, ABBA. Yeah, it's like very disco. I, and kind of- I knew it sounded like some other 
when I was Bring listening. Bring back that era. I feel like when you hear the title Flowers, you're like, oh, God, what's the clever take on this n- ambiguous title going to be? I don't really love this song. And yeah. when it comes, I'm like, oh, okay, very clever, good angle, good job, songwriters. You had a productive, clever little session in the studio. Right. K- whereas Kill Bill, I'm like, what's, you know, I have the same question, but for I, I can't quite, this is what I'm trying to put my finger on, why that doesn't irritate me in the same way. Mm, um, right. It just, it feels less like they're trying hard to be clever, which maybe is something that I get exasperated with in myself. And so when I see someone else doing it, I'm like, all right, okay, yes. very good, Miley yes. and your co-writers. Right. It just seems a little tired, I guess. Flowers, where are we going with that? You mm-hmm. know, and if you don't wow me, then, oh, okay, flowers. Mm. Is it, but, I, I don't know the lyrics that well, but I wonder if it's tied to this new kind of phrase people use of like giving each other flowers. I know? thought that too, but it's about yeah. the, 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 the turn, the important lyrical moment is she says, I forget what the lyrics are, but she's saying I can buy flowers for myself. I don't need a oh, right. to do it for me. It's like no a, man. I'm good being single song. Okay. So didn't that whole flowers thing start with blink 182? She left me flowers by the stairs no, to let me so. know she fucking cares. <laughs> that thing. That's no. the first time I ever heard in a song on the radio that a guy was getting flowers. No, but the new thing is like paying compliments, paying respects is is giving you your flowers. Right. But I'm saying right. I, I think they started it in music. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was literal flowers. Flowers, like just the idea of it being flowers instead of props uh-huh. or respect or whatever. Yeah, I think. Hey, but you know what I think? I like Miley <laughs> is um, the strange thing about her. She could put out a filler track like this. Like she's kind of impervious to to bombs. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. can just suck every three songs then put out a good one. Like because she's just she's just in a major American thing. Right. I don't she's feel like she's not- had a real banger for a while, but she still feels yeah. famous and, and good. But and like, still floats them out there. Yeah, she's, she like, she's going to be around bangers. forever. I think. Yeah, she's like gl- she's like grown out of um just like a normal artist um status, and she's kind of like an institution, or it's like a thing when she, <clears throat> yeah. when she puts a song. I out. think she has yep. that sort of Pat Benatar like role in in modern. Uh, yeah, she's like landscape. the tough chick. Yeah, she's like the tough chick. Like, but but sometimes the music doesn't sound that way. Like, she's really yeah. good at covering those kind of artists and like nailing it. But then I want her original stuff to be a little bit more. I'm with you on that. Pink yeah. mastered that as well. Like acting yeah. real tough, but then the songs are real like wussy regular <laughs> pop. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she was like trapezing like through yeah. the live shows. Yeah, she just put out a a new one, another batch of that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good Uh, title for an album. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Who made the beat on the history of music theme? Um, That's all my man over here. I did the beat. Yeah. It's right on. Congrats on me. Mastered and made to sound anywhere audible by your boy starred right there. Well, that's nice. That's perfect. A team effort. Good but the glitches effort. are it's great. Yeah. Bleep. Sclurp. Oh yeah. Sclurp. Perfect. We we call that donkey. That's the genre. Like uh, it just sounds like a herky jerky, like a donkey. Yeah. 
So, there's always something slightly stupid to it. Yeah. <laughs> we started a donkey playlist donkey. on uh, Apple if you want to, or Spotify if you want to see that. I do. Is it donkey as found in other artists' work as well? Uh, that's what it mostly is. Yeah, it's yeah. found who's in a, other work. Who's a prime um, example of donkey? A uh, Girl You Want by Devo. <laughs> 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 totally. And um, oh, Freedom of Choice by Devo. Also, like the intro to Purple Haze. You know? Wow. Sounds like a donkey going, hee haw. That's a very donk. Put some donk on it. Do you ever say that in the studio? Yeah, put some donk on it. Actually, I think we have. But then also, like Fashion by Bowie. <laughs> I was at a bar on Saturday with some friends and someone said that the first concert they ever went to, here was the bill. Uh, David Bowie, um, Busta Rhymes. What? Yeah. What Tiesto was at the bottom of the bill. What? And there was... There was one other weird artist. I'm going to look it up while Was we're it on. like a Rock the Vote show? Where they I, just it sounds like that kind of thing, but I think they were just doing some weird. Wild. Yeah, that's super weird. Hey, while you're finding that, yeah, what's yeah. up with sure. this um, Just Like Heaven Fest? Where, where all the artists are from like 10 years ago, but it uh, has like a name like The Cure. It makes you think there's going to be 80s people. Right. It's, at the, it's it. at the Rose Bowl. Anyway. It's at the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Well, it was Blue Man name. Group, okay. Busta Bowie and the Blue Man Group, and it was like wow. a Moby thing, like a Moby curated situation. Oh, anyway. like it here, like uh, what's that thing? H E A R. Right. It it's just one of those like institutes for music where they would have like a wacky oh. curated show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, check that out. Just like Heaven Fest at the Rose Bowl in May. And it's all like MGMT and all like uh, all those kind of bands. Hmm. No, Hmm. no 80s bands. I call them management. But the full management. Um, All right. Coming in at number three. Number three. This is uh, Rima or Rema. I don't know. Calm down. What's uh, that's uh, international music? Yeah, never heard it, loved it. Yeah, it was sound like they found auto tune wherever they are over there, <laughs> and they weaved it in. <laughs> and a Brazilian hey, yeah. guitar. Uh, he's a uh, Nigerian. Nigerian. Okay. <clears throat> Congrats on that. They were that's getting cool. shazammed uh, internationally. Yeah. The hey, international Zach, uh, jazz. Yeah. We we have a new quiz we kind of do on this show, sort of. Um, it's not, well, we do it on two charted. It's kind of the show we do after the show, mm-hmm. but basically, um, I wonder if this is, I think it's newer than the last time I talked to you, but, um, it's basically called an escape tune. And we take songs from other people that have like a story narrative to them. And then basically 
I we play them and then we quiz you on each verse. In order to move forward in the song, you've got to answer quiz questions. Like you got to escape out of the first verse and then keep moving through. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a lot of fun. The listeners like it. Yeah. Yeah, really? your, punish, your punishment is you'll have to hear that first verse again over and over until <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, if escape. you don't get it right. So yeah. it's like a reading comprehension quiz, not like an anticipating verse two type quiz? <clears throat> that would be a cool uh, angle on it. Yeah. Anticipate. Yeah, it's mostly Could comprehension. Okay. All right. Uh, that sounds fun. Are we going to do one? Um, wow, I don't have one loaded. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm going to be back. We I think, right, I think so he was just trying to impress you with his I was, Well, quizzes. you know, you do a quiz that's musical and you like quizzes. So it's like, I got to find a minute to tell him about escape tunes. Not and only I, do I love the concept, but I think as, as is on brand for you, you chose a perfect name for it. Escape tune. It says yeah. exactly what it is. Some ideas, <laughs> if the name just comes to you, it's a sign that it's a good one. And if right. you're fighting for a clever name, it's just a move on. And it's it, that's got to come right away. Right, like Dynasty Typewriter. When you want to start a comedy club, <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty Typewriter. It always to scrambles you so much. <laughs> it just it drives me a little crazy. But look at the place is thriving. I, mean, I know, and I'm yeah. rooting for it to thrive. It's just the name. It's just funny because I feel like the era of like. I feel like the era of like just literal names for things is so far gone at this point. It, like, I don't know. I'm just used to everything having a weird ass name. Like, right. Well, with know? the world of improv, those improv groups always had a wacky off the wall name. Yeah. Flock of seagulls. <clears throat> but even like coffee shops and stuff are now just like, go get them tiger. And, right. Oh, right. and like, yeah, just yeah. like, I forgot that that's weird. I'm so used to go get him, Tiger. I haven't thought about it right? I mean, it's good. But I, I just went for a walk with Jamie Flam, co-proprietor of Dynasty Tiger. Oh, right on. And I Shut told up. him this, so I'm not telling any tales that I wouldn't say to his face. But I remember him <laughs> calling me in the gearing up for Dynasty Typewriter, which is like the best venue in Los Angeles, let's say. Um, yeah. I mean, it already is legendary already. Yeah. Uh, he, I remember in the days leading up to it, he called me and we were just shooting the breeze and he said, I think I've got a name for the theater. Can I tell you? And I said, all right. And he goes, dynasty typewriter. And I, said, I can't believe we have this insider scoop. This you, is incredible. Yeah. I said, I don't, I'm loving this. You seem, I said, my favorite thing about it is that you seem so confident that it's the right thing. And he was like, yeah, I'm really, I have a great feeling about it. <laughs> what was the, That's the perfect a, like thing to say to someone and that like, where you're not really giving your feedback, but you're going like, I love your energy, man. Yeah. Like, I love you seem, your confidence. You seem committed to that. Yeah. <laughs> Once Do you have I, an angle? What, what's the angle? Is there an explanation? Yeah. I can speak to this. My understanding is that there's a fictional backstory. So again, mm. not actually right there. <laughs> we <laughs> the lost backstory <laughs> should at least be true, shouldn't it? I it's love the creativity, man. I love yeah. that you're creating this. Well, <laughs> I think you know to channel Jamie. His whole thing is like his mission statement is enchantment. So you know okay. he wants every experience to be enchanting, which I feel like opens a lane for him to perhaps you know, in, enchant every aspect of things. And so he thought the most enchanting choice would be to come up with a fictional backstory that his family has had a typewriter business for generations going back. And um, 
I, I don't know how we bridge from that, which is the core of the fictional backstory, to the existence of the theater, but that plays a big part in it. Okay. I'll, I'll say from a wordplay. He's the guy who started the whole thing, so if that got him yeah, cooking, right. then yeah, how, how can we going. argue with it? Yeah, and it's memorable. It probably shows up first on Google. You know? I wouldn't say it's going to inspire every other club. Like you got to have a wacky name with a fictional backstory <laughs> that doesn't sound like it has anything to do with stand-up comedy. I don't, you know, I mean, it probably won't get copied everywhere, yeah. mm -hmm. but it it has worked out amazing. But if it was just well. called like you know, Chuckles Stage or whatever, you know, it's like that kind of thing feels outdated. Yeah, we wouldn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chuckles stage. Don't do it. Aspiring yeah. venue proprietors. Come down, um, chuckles. I like that dynasty ends in the letters TY and typewriter starts with the letters TY. That mm. is appealing to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tie tie. Like the uh, beanie babies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I call it die tie for short. Do you, are you on a call it for short? Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. Mm -hmm. Die tie. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's like I'm going down to die tie. Yeah. The valve. We, we made uh, one time for the crossword show. We had like a frequent flyers club. Like if you came to all five of our shows, you got like a reward. And um, we gave that's out cool. crossword show tie dyes. And we said that they were die tie dye tie dyes. And there was some extra. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's like a, that's that's a nice thing. So in you're making it work sort of in retrospect. Dynasty typewriter. <laughs> After they committed yeah. to it, you're making it work for them. You're kind of fixing it for them. Yeah, creating lemonade. No, One time I, I went out to lunch with a comedian who I won't name, but um, you and everybody listening would know who he is. No, just kidding. Uh, but I, I, he was like, so what are you working on, man? And then he literally and earnestly said, like, what's the five-year plan? Oh. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, man. I, you know, I mean, I guess I don't, I never have a good answer. And- Sort of think it, the question is doomed from the beginning, but of course. he, he like put down whatever he was eating and like looked at me and he was like, look, man, have you ever been going to the movies with a group of friends and everyone's going, what should we go see? What should we go see? But if you're like, I want to see this movie, then everybody instantly gravitates to the clarity and confidence, no matter what movie it yeah. is. And they'll all go to your movie. He was like, that's what you need to be like with your career. <laughs> and then he picked totally. it up and kept eating. <laughs> I like that detail. I, I've thought about it. I don't know if it's how it's I'm going to live, but I was interested to hear someone express that perspective. Was this five years ago and we've never heard of that person since? <laughs> <laughs> I said, honestly, man, I just want to get asked to be a series regular on Who Charted. Who Charted? You did it. And it happened today. You vision boarded the shit out of that. Congrats. Wow. Um, he may have a point there, uh, but... Uh, you know, five-year plan sounds like a dad move, especially in comedy. It's hard to predict. Um, five-year plan right. should be to get funnier and, you know, to find places to practice your craft. But you can't say, oh, I need to be, I got to have three HBO specials by five years. or <laughs> HBO. <laughs> That's how the HBO. Australians say it. Hate <laughs> <laughs> Howard, I just proper. listened to a New York Times the podcast where they talk about mm. pop music, and um. I just listened to the SZA episode. Uh, oh, and like, no offense, but not as homework for the podcast out of gen out of genuine interest. And um, 
They were talking about how this is going to be a compliment for you, so I hope it's not embarrassing. But they were talking about okay. how SZA says her lyrics and she'll say these things in such a way, like she'll reveal these very vulnerable vulnerable truths, but she doesn't like really go out of her way to like hammer her lyrical points home. It's kind of sneaky and you have to pick up on it. Ah. And it kind of reminded me how you just say HBO and then keep talking and it's left to Brett to laugh at you saying it in a funny way. So <laughs> I just wanted to give you compliments for your SZA like um, host technique. Well, thank you. And I really, that compliment is really for Brett because if he didn't point those things out to people, yeah, we'd be lost. No, Howard is like someone who's just walking down the street and we have to all walk around him because like great things are just falling out of his pocket. (laughs) Oh my God. That's my problem with everybody else. Everybody else is Mr. Magoo not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) That's my, oh. But it's a compliment. I'm just saying like. I'm I'm Mr. Magoo in a good You're surrounded, like, it's just an endless well. You know, you got to catch it. Wow. Well, thank you both. Thank you both for being here and supporting me. Thank you. All right. see you, Howard. (laughs) Let's see. Let's finish this Shazam chart. Coming in at number two. Number two. Metro booming in the weekend with creeping. This thing is real sticky on the chart. Yeah. Zach, you hear the Fuji's back there? Ready or not? Now I do. Yeah. I was Mr. Magoo in it. <laughs> Had to have my eyes opened. Wow. <laughs> the Fujis have not, um, they still haven't gotten their due or something. I don't mm. know that people, I mean, people yeah. love, love them and know that they're great, but I don't know. It's weird because in they were so popular at the time, just a yeah. string of hits. Yeah, and you would have the feeling like, okay, they're just going to be remembered as legendary. Yeah, I'm not sure that they are remembered enough. Right, that's weird. There's certain times when that happens. Yeah, Arrested Development. Remember them, Zach? Yeah, sure, I do. They were like that too. They like they just had like five huge hits. They were like really prominent. Yeah, and then they just kind of like they went away. Nobody talks about them that much. Yeah, well, the Fugees had such like kind of remarkable post Fuji's arcs and they were all so different. Um, yeah. Like Lauren released one of the best albums of all time. And then, yeah. And then she disappeared, went away. So it's just like, yeah. there's all this nonsense too. Or what? Was, uh... <laughs> yeah. The nonsense too soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. Wasn't no, she was in a sister, no, act, sister act. There you go. Sister act too, so. Is that even a movie or did he just nonsense that? was like a play? A play. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I got dragged to it when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But just, you're right. they, and then also, um, yeah, uh, Wyclef, Wyclef with all of his great albums, had a ton of, of hits and they all went away. Like why did all those characters go away? You know, they just dipped out the scene. Yeah, and Praz was on uh, the huge hit, uh, Ghetto Superstar. Ghetto Superstar. Mm. I believe the legend about that song is that Old Dirty Bastard was just hanging around the studio that day and, like, poked Mm. his head in and was like, let me jump on. Mm -hmm. 
It wasn't. And then planned. I heard I heard a story too that he like did the first verse, then fell asleep for like three hours on the floor, then woke <laughs> yeah. right back up and did like the next line. And it, it took a long time because he kept on like going out between <laughs> verses. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all right. pretty similar to my studio process, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the ideal. Really. A lot of resting. <laughs> C- coming in at number one. Number one. This is new. Superstar Pride with Painting Pictures. There you go. That must be from a TV show or something. Why is everyone Shazam in that? Is it a backhanded compliment to be on the Shazam chart? Because people are like, oh, that song's cool. What is it? But they don't actually know what your song is. Yeah. It's an interesting chart because you got to kind of surmise that front. Like some of them are clearly just there because they're very popular. Mm -hmm. And then some are there because they're strange. And I think people want to know, like, what the hell is this? Right. Sometimes it's like. Oh, what is this song? And other times it's like, what is this song? And then some yeah. of them are from TV, I think. Like people are holding Shazam up oh, to the TV because they're on sure. a soundtrack. For sure. And I, it's that moment of discovery. You don't know where they're coming from. Like, am I just wondering what this is because it gets thrown at me all the time? Or do I organically like this and want to know what this is, you know? I know. um, Don't you think about how there's all this great music that we never get to hear that's probably better than everything that we love? And um, there's just so much music that we're never going to get to it. Yeah, for sure. And even even when bands pick their singles, like a lot of times they pick the wrong single and then you don't know that they had a great album, but there's a better song deeper on the album. And you never know until you maybe go back and listen for whatever reason. To tie things together, I was just at a coffee shop and heard a song that I was like, what is this? I am hooked. And I figured it out. Not with Shazam. I typed in lyrics that I was listening to till Google spit it out. And it was the song Sweetener by Ariana Grande from 2018. It's so good. And then I looked at the album and that was not one of the singles. And I will Mm. say I listened to the singles and do not agree with their choices. Mm. There you go. I mean, they could have won you over as a fan just by picking the better single back in 20. 2018. Oh, Ariana Grande. If you'd only chose differently, you could be the <laughs> most streamed female artist of all time. Oh, wait. There you go. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. I remember you were, on, you were on a big Selena Gomez kick in 2018, and, and that might, you know, might have been because Ariana <laughs> didn't pick the right <laughs> single. <laughs> you had to go over to Selena, so. I appreciate that you remember, I appreciate you remembering that. Oh yeah! Did you see her moving into uh, TV with Steve Martin and <laughs> and Marty Short? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. What's that about? Mm-hmm. All of us what who is- are deep in the fan community were really seeing that coming from a long way away. Just yeah. kidding. Does, I, I I'm not. <laughs> She's what, in what's only real? murders. Only murders. In no, the no, building. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, such an interesting speaking voice that I had no idea she had. Mm. Like I was wondering on that show, like is she? Trying out like a different, like a different. What's voice her or voice sound like? Yeah, can you imitate? It's just like a little, a little bit like Kermitty. Oh, Kermitty, a little bit. Like, mm. Yeah, a little bit. And she, uh, it's just like really interesting. You just would not expect that voice to come out. Yeah, 
And that one is a sequel to Spring Breakers. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she was in that. Okay. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We learned about the current state of hip hop. And we'll be right back with the movie chart. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm H. Michael Cray, and I'm here with my guest, Zach Sherwin and Brett McClung. And this is the movie chart. Movies, they're just like tweets. They release them constantly. Most of them we don't need to see. But when you get a good one, ooh-wee, movies. Movies, here we go. Let's see what's bringing people back into the theaters. I wonder if we have any new entries this week. I think we do. Coming in at number five. Number five. Knock at the cabin. Oh. They're breaking in. Fuck you, baby. M. Night Shyamalan. But you have to stay Be careful. Be careful out there going to this one. I've chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice the three of you to prevent the apocalypse. It's such a funny thing to have a director who's so known to be that controversial, Mm -hmm. where it Mm -hmm. does feel like you cannot go to the theater without knowing that he's directing the the movie you're about to watch, or else you're about to get, you might feel scammed. A yeah. surprise ending, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he really painted himself into that corner. Yeah. yeah he's really got to funny. come up with that surprise. I feel about movies and being and previews like I do about having articles sent to me. I'm like, <laughs> I I have feelings all on my own. You just point me towards yeah, the movie and I'll buttons. go. I don't need that music to tell me that I should feel apprehensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't hit me over the head with it. Precisely. That's hard. Did you ever write any horror raps? Like you're t- taking people through a horrific journey? Yeah. Torture? Mm-hmm. Yep. I once wrote like a, sk- you know, scary stories to tell in the dark. You remember that book? Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just short little creepy stories. But I wrote a, I wrote a rap that was like spooky and Halloweenish about um a woman who had an earache and then it turned out to be 
spiders who had um Ooh, that's his that phobia one. that's brett's phobia spiders i remember really? hearing that that like how did this one go when i was a kid well uh, talk about the spiders in particular <laughs> <laughs> were they furry were they large were there many oh. <laughs> they were adorable baby spiders, lovable, big, big eyes, proportional to their heads. The The premise of the Ew. song, it was all just as many of my raps were at the time. It was an elaborate wordplay delivery vehicle. But the song was called Earache Enid, like a woman named Enid who had an earache. Right, right. So Ew. Earache Enid. And then if you pull the E's out of that, it spells arachnid. Like the spiders. Oh, so very cool. That was that was the thing. That's the kind of little a la carte rap I would put in a crossword show. I'm actually writing right. down to remember that that exists. Very cool. Nice. And you're kind of like Trump. You like to label people. Like there's earache Enid. You know, yeah. like sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> One of countless similarities. <laughs> yeah, so many similarities. <laughs> Uh, well, that that does sound like a. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, though. That's like you know, horrorcore. You know, what you call it? Grave diggers. Grave diggers shit. for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool genre. All okay, right. uh, coming in at number four. Number four. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. <gasps> Full disclosure: I'm a therapy dog. Want to my belly? Hard buzz. Oh. They found me. Goldilocks and the three bears crying funny. Make her talk. Excuse me, my darling. We're looking for the legendary Puss in Boots. Have you perhaps seen him? What's a Puss in Boots? Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. You don't uh, go to a lot of animateds, do you? I don't. That... Was dismaying. <laughs> like what we heard, the they were just cycling through good. accents, you know. Ugh, yeah. and like getting famous actors to say things in a cat voice. I just, mm. I can't. That whole editing style and joke setup with the. Yes! I don't know. I can't tell if it's it's specifically in the trailers or if the whole movie just feels like that. But right. I just can't. I can't deal with that kind of. Pacing yeah, the noises and, that, and then that noisy and then all of it cuts out and then the dumb punchline the quip then, yes yeah. you're right just can't deal with it it's so corporate you're like this yeah. bears no resemblance to what comedy actually feels like yeah i was gonna say too the whole invented uh, rhythm almost like what you were saying with the singles you know like a, a bad choice of single can mm. ruin an otherwise good album i feel that way with trailers like so many trailers, I feel like, are ruining these movies for me. Yeah, great point. Yeah, if they don't match the tone of the movie sometimes, and so then you're going for the wrong reason, or you don't go for the wrong reason. People said that about Banshees of Inisherin or whatever, that they thought it was oh, a comedy yeah. from the trailer, and then went and it was a horrible, dark movie. I didn't love it. I gotta say, the, right. some horrible things happen. It's too much. It's disturbing. Yeah. It won some things, though, right? Won some Oscars. Critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, okay, coming in at number three. Number three. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Fuck yes. It's not really what I do. What is it that you really do? Beside me. 
Are you happy this is his last and dance? You're glad he's hanging it up? You came along <laughs> and gave me the I Do we talk over the trailer? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I watched Magic Mike 1 in December, and we loved it. We as me and my girlfriend. We were like, this is way, way better than we expected. You did have to mention you watched it with your girlfriend. (laughs) 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 <laughs> couldn't just love it by yourself <laughs> it was such a um it was such a movie in a couple experience for me so then for valentine's day we we were like should we go to a movie and we looked at what was coming out and we were like fuck yes magic mike's last dance and so then we were like well we have to watch number two because we right. have to know what happens in between and then we were watching number two and we were like oh it wasn't as good there were still some oh, good really? parts the opening the opening scene is like the pinnacle of the series magic mike like <laughs> starts listening to a song while he's alone in his workshop and it like reminds him of the days when he used to dance and he does this incredible dance all alone in his workshop like grinning ruefully like I just I wish this part of me wasn't as strong as it is but I can't hear this song and not improvise an amazing sexy dance in my welding workshop and it's truly amazing but then it's kind of not as good from there I love that (laughs) but but I gotta say the third one is is bad I don't think it's good is it, wait, I no. thought this new, new one was the third one. Is it it is. Oh, and okay. it's not good. But okay. the first one is great. And the second one is I thought people were well always saying that the second one was the one that is like an actually well-made movie. Maybe oh, not. Is that the, is that the take? XXL or something? It's, I don't know. You know, it's kind of like- I've never um, seen any of them. It's, there, one is really good. And I think it's like how The Terminator is like way better than T2, even though T2 was like the one that went- but like yeah. the first one is like small and kind of scrappy and like it's really yeah. where the idea all was and then from there it was just milking the cow. Right. Right. But Channing Tatum, I thought he was just like a square-shaped slab of beef. Uh he's he he's I can't he's such a good dancer. It's unreal. Entertaining. <laughs> so entertaining. Is he better than Chris Brown? Did he win you over to the two? Is he that good of a dancer? I don't. I that think he it's, could make you forget that you don't like him. <laughs> his, as far as I know, his offenses are less grievous than Chris Brown's. Um, Great point. Uh, he, but no, when I've seen him dance too, I was like, holy shit. Like, wow, he's not just like John Cena just standing there. He's like, can do stuff. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember in um, like sixth grade, like uh, the most popular kid in our class also was like one of the first to get armpit hair. And I was just uh-huh. like, oh, God, you have that too? Like, it's too much. And that was right, how I felt yeah. when I saw what a good dancer Channing Tatum was. I was like, oh, my God, you don't need this yeah. skill. Right. Like when Timberlake <laughs> could do Saturday Night Live. Right. Like, huh? <laughs> right. Damn. That should have been the end of him. Like he should have sucked on it and then we don't have to see him anymore. <laughs> yeah. He crushed it. <laughs> Makes me feel asleep at the wheel. Yeah. I, w- I was so. really laughing when you were talking about his workshop because I was just picturing like a, 
uh, erotic dancers workshop with like dummies. Yeah, what does he work like? On? Dummies sitting in a chair that he's giving a lap dance to, and a- <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah, he built them. He's building dummies <laughs> that he can give fake lap dances to. Pel- pelvis thrust resistance trainers. Right. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Part of is the it, animating that- through line of the movies is that Mike is like the best male entertainer anyone has ever seen, but. What he really wants to do is have like a bespoke line of custom furniture that he makes. So when the second movie opens, <laughs> he's like gone out on his own and he's no. making furniture. This but is not your parody you're writing of it. I've no. never movie. heard that detail. Yeah, never. I've heard a lot of people talk about these movies. I had no idea that angle. Yeah, he That's keeps insane. trying to get out, but he's so good that people keep being like, Mike, you, you got to come back and dance. Does his furniture just suck? No, it's good. He's good at everything. I got one of his coffee tables, actually. Rod Iron. It's really good. Really good. Is this a, is this a um, you know, is it a throwback to Flashdance? You know, because she was a welder in Flashdance, and the sparks would fly wow. everywhere, but then she'd dance at Probably. night. Really? Yeah. Like I mean, she was like that took place movies. that took place in Pittsburgh and she was a welder. It was like really like that moment where like women can do anything guys can do. So it's like mm. she not yeah. only was like, you know, doing the yeah. dancing thing, she's also like like fuck you, bro. Rosie yeah. Riveter. <laughs> right. Let me love that. <laughs> yeah, like pink. I really, Pennsylvania. I mean, she, that's when a girl from Pennsylvania is hot. She's also got to be like, I'll punch that guy in the face. Yeah. He's out of, he's out of fucking line. Either that or like Mennonite. Yeah. Mm. Scrappy either way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Although it does feel like a throwback to that era of movies where it was always about whatever sort of like, space you were in like whether it was like you know uh top gun and you're talking about like jets or you're talking about welding or whatever they yeah. just made it out to be like the most the the most romantic the most important job in the world you know yeah. and these mm-hmm. guys it just seems so fun to be in that world like yeah like it's like it's an honest way to make a living yes and noble and sweat but then at the end of the day you feel good and pure yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> Right. Like a meteor or what's the one? Armageddon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. A crew, a crew of workers. Meteor researchers or whatever. You're just like, oh, that looks like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Coming in at number two. Number two. Oh, coming down at number two. This is Avatar Way of Water. No. Oh. Keep it up there, you guys. We'll see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, I just remembered that you don't like space movies. Well, but I do like, I did like Avatar. He does like water. Be- because More it's so underwater. People. Wow. Yeah, yeah the second real... one is so water. It's crazy. Wow. What a, <laughs> what a pickle to put you in. Well, I mean, this doesn't take place in space. They're not flying around space. Like it just takes place on another planet. I see. So in that way, it's not super space-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The but, first um, one was kind of space-like, right? They had to like get in suspended animation or something. It was more just like, bit. but you didn't spend a lot of time right. like being out in space. He had to get to that planet, you know, to do that. But right, it was um, 
It was mostly just running around, being one of the natives and riding around on there, flying horses and stuff like that. Sure. I remember the first one, what kind of annoyed me at the time, because I was slightly expecting a more hard-hitting James Cameron, like, sci-fi thing. But, like, I was kind of like, come on, like, all, you, have a, you have a whole other planet teeming with alien life. And just everything on the planet was just a direct corollary to an Earth thing. It would just be like, oh, oh here's a horse creature that's running <laughs> right. around. And here's right. a flower that's a little brighter than Earth right. flowers. I even it's saw like, a thing. Somebody did a video on all the choices of the Navi was like to make them sympathetic. Like they had yeah. these flat faces <clears throat> and then they had like everything in it was yeah. to make you root for them. And then visually. they're just mm. basically blue humans. I, I don't know. I yeah. just want I want people to go wild when they when they design an no, alien. That I'm with you. That's a, the part of it that I liked is that the idea of going into another body. Yeah. Like the idea of that's your avatar and that whole thing. Because right. the that's guy couldn't like the walk and then he got put into a body that could walk. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I have the clench joint pain <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So that it speaks to my you know, struggles coming together. You get to escape for a couple hours as you watch Jake Sully in his new body. There you go. But it's mm -hmm. like Jake Sully wouldn't have picked a broken down <laughs> body to get into. He picked uh, a good one. He picturing. didn't pick some jalopy. I would, I would seriously like pay any amount of money to fund like a proper Howard in avatar, you know, <laughs> sketch. It's like Howard's in the body of a Navi, but then like complaining the about all move. his 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 things, you know. No, because the Navi wouldn't have clench. I'd be able to move. Yeah, yeah, but like you'd still have your personality, you know. Oh, that's it true. It would just be that would be. But so why does fun. the horse got to fly right past my face? Can't yeah. you give me some room? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like when I went to Hawaii and started complaining, and I'm like, this place has been here for thousands of years. Yeah. It's beautiful. Without me, it was fine. And then I got to go there and like complain. <laughs> complain. <laughs> <laughs> what were you complaining about in Hawaii? All the people or what? Uh, you know, be, yeah, something taste. like that. Yeah, I mean, well, Give I really, my, my biggest complaint was like, uh, like Pearl Harbor and all that, because it's like, all that just happened in the last like 70 years. And like the, <laughs> the marvel of the place is yeah. the natural wonder of it. And I feel like a lot of people just truck over there to go see the USS Iowa or whatever the hell it is. Mm. <laughs> and right. it's like, um, that should be in Kansas where they don't have anything else. Mm. The idea that you're going to Hawaii and missing it to go see that, like yeah. that was my, that was my biggest. Like issue. you got to do your homework before you can enjoy double rainbows with dolphins leaping, leaping through them. Yeah. Or that people might not even see any of that. They're right. going there to like, you know, well, and uh, yeah. if I knew anyone who only went there to see Pearl Harbor, I would feel the exact same way. I don't yeah. Think and I I've think the person. Islanders, you know, that's why they, they're resentful of, Oh, that, and of course, getting taken over, but <laughs> that. And then um, the other thing was nobody knew about uh, Elvis and Aloha in Hawaii. Like you would ask, like, is that where Elvis taped that special? Nobody knew or cared. And nobody knew or cared about Don Ho. Like I've been listening to those <laughs> oh, wow, Don Ho yeah. records since I was a kid. My mother used to sing me sure. Tiny Bubbles. And then you go there. Oh, and like, yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's like, I could tell you where the Hollywood Bowl is, you fuck. <laughs> I could tell you where the Eagles play. I, mean, I know that you shit. Fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, don't act like nobody comes here asking about that stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I went to Hawaii and I'm asking you about Aloha. I mean, it's just <laughs> classic special. It's like, I, love, I love this. I could hear about this all day. Just picturing the poor guy that you're ranting this about. It's a cab driver. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just go to Hawaii? Yeah, it was just Hawaii. Uh-huh. Brooks took me because Brooks got cast in Hawaii Five O as like a person finding a dead body, and he'd just been there with two weeks earlier with his girlfriend, so she didn't want to go back again. So it's like, hey, Kramer, you want to go to Hawaii? <laughs> it's like, yeah, let me. I, I can figure out some beefs that I have with them over. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> a new setting for my complaint. I'm sure, it's very different for him. Yeah. Then with his girlfriend a week earlier. <laughs> right, right. He loved it. Uh, you have to right. mention Co- that Brooks has a girlfriend when you tell us that you went on a trip to Hawaii. Oh, nice. Him. Yes. Ah, <laughs> you had ah. to mention that. Couldn't just be me and my friend who's a guy out on an island in the same hotel room. Ah. All right. Coming in Touché. at number one. Number one. Marvel Studios, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. Quantumania. <laughs> Quantumania. That sounds like an AI wrote that really title. Yeah. It sounds like two different Star movies. Things. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time. Like me. How how many times has this point been made on the podcast? That if you Commit to a song, it's going to be like three minutes or like six and a half if the artist is trying to do something artsy. But if you roll the dice on a movie like Quantumania, it's an hour and a half minimum and probably more mm-hmm. like two. I just am mm-hmm. so much more interested in the music charts than the movie charts. And that's part of why you get the experience. Wow. You're back to work. Wow. If we ever need a guest host, if I ever get sick, yeah. you're the guy to carry on this mission. Um, <laughs> the point's not made a lot, except, I mean, I know it's kind of like... Howard's made the point many times. Yeah, I make it a lot. That's why I'm loving that you're making it. But it's the same thing. It's like, it's some wacky idea. Yeah, I, I don't want to commit two, three hours to it. Yeah. We were just talking about like one of our escape tunes, actually in a rare escape tune that I made Howard you know, uh, Whoa. play the tables were yeah. turned tables yeah, were turned, was it? but it was coward of the County. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and Kenny uh, Rogers and Kenny they Rogers. made a TV movie out of it. They oh. did make a movie out of it. But one of the points, one, one of the things I was thinking was like, wow, here's a song tells an entire story. First verse is the exposition. Second is the conflict. Yeah. Third is the resolution. And we got a lot out of it. And it's like, there you go. Three, you know, three minutes tops. Make every right. movie a song. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just do instead that instead. of wasting our time. Wait, how yeah. it down. Has that ever, I mean, we just talked about Kill Bill, but I'm oh. wondering how many times that's been done. Nice. Like I know that translation. Uh, I'll tell right. you who used to do it is that Schmendrick Danzig. Every song he had. Schmendrick. <laughs> First pairing of those two words in history. Schmendrick Danzig. <laughs> but he would do that. What? He would just see a movie and then make a song about it. Like oh full on left, just describing what he saw in the movie. <laughs> like the movie novelization, but 
yeah. into tune form. Yeah. So that I know he did that, but um, actually you reminded me of an escape tune we could do now. I forgot that we could do. That's just, oh my down. God. That made me think of like them crooked vultures, but that Schmendrick Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I learned about Ant-Man Quantumania and I'm not, this is, I take no credit for this and I'm just pointing something out that somebody else did, but the words ant and man appear in the name Quantumania. Oh, like Q U ant. And then, you know what I mean? Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So they do could do maybe in the credit sequence there's one of those I think rearrange so. of letters things. So I'm told. You know those yeah, yeah. animations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, they I care would, about lyrics. That's I had cool. no idea what Quantumania meant. Um Do you feel that now you do know what Quantumania means? Yeah. Now it has at yeah. least some meanings. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a letter thing. Yeah. <laughs> words with friends. <laughs> um, is that the end of the movie chart? It is. Okay. I thought well, it was number you know two. What? That was number one. What was number one? one? Quantumania. Number two is Avatar. Oh, there you go. Sci-fi. And Sorry, Brad, I don't mean to backseat drive. No, you, you got to keep me accountable. Number three, Magic Mike. Number four, Puss in Boots. Number five, Knock at the Cabin. Checks Whoa. out. Yeah. First countdown. I like that. <laughs> A chart um, defense. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, gang? We'll be right back with the Hot Picks. Howard, it's such a secret weapon that you have like... Jewish stuff at your disposal, like the word Schmendrick. That's so Schmendrick. Funny. Dude, that that will last me the rest of my life. That <laughs> that's that Schmendrick, Schmendrick dancing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. He is a Schmendrick. I can love dancing, but it's so it still doesn't make any sense. It's just a guy all beefed up singing like Elvis, and then he's yeah. just like he's doing singing. an actual Elvis show, or he might have already done it. But soon, like where? Oh, like an impersonation? Oh, really? Or like we're just him covering those tunes, but like officially, it's like he might as well. Strange. And then he came when he came out too, like in the as like Danzig, you know, like late eighties or something. Good album. But it's like Def Jam and all that stuff's happening. It's so like fresh and different. And then there's this guy who's just like (laughs) like Elvis with his shirt off after he got out of the gym. And then the songs are like, what are they? Fucking? Mother. <laughs> what was he? Wasn't he in a group but before he, he was, was on guy? Def Jam? Wasn't he? Or didn't Rick Rubin produce him? I think he maybe, did produce that. Maybe. Was it on Def Jam? <laughs> yeah. Island or. Um, All right. Um, we are ready to go. Let me play this theme song. The Hot Picks. The Hot Picks. The third chart is the hot picks and the countdown's about to start. Let's see who bought a hot pick and let's see who did not. The hot picks. The hot picks. These are the hot picks. They are brought to you by Daisy Joe and the Sixth coming out on Amazon on March 2nd. (laughs) Check it out, gang. Some dumb movie about a band. Um, it's fun when those come out. They never get it right. Uh, but uh, check that out, and we'll see if we did better than Shazam. These are the hot picks. All right. Coming in at number five, 
Number five. This is Howard's first pick. This is Spill Tab with Creme Brulee. It's a high-pitched donkey. That donkey, yes, yeah, kind of donkey sped up fast donkey, but that in the guitar playing at the and end, you know, was um, kinda... chipmunk donkey, yeah. like a centaur, but sped up donkey, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guitar player, I hope he's getting paid more than the other band members because he's working way harder than any other person in the band. <laughs> it's a per he's note, like rate. having to whip off those licks. <laughs> yeah, I liked how kind of frantic he sounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like banjo style licks. <laughs> Howard, when you have a sunburn, you can call yourself Creme Brulee because of your last name and being burned. Creme oh, yeah. Brulee. Whoa, that could be a tune. Mm-hmm. You want to jump on that one? Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. Feature. <clears throat> that could be a summer tune. Sunburn. Oh, yeah, Creme Brulee. Mm. I have one called Lubes yeah. and Creams. And I spell it the creme way, but I love it's that. a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a suede. That's not summer. Yeah. <laughs> suede uh, coming up for summer. Sweaty. <laughs> coming sweaty. in at number four. Sweaty. Number four. This is my first pick. This is the artist is R. Stevie Moore. And the song is called Cool Daddy O. Cool Daddy O. Bubba's busy masturbating, sissy sewing sweaters, so her fine fiance fits in the sheet. But I'm a cool daddy, oh. <laughs> I like that. Cool daddy, oh. You should see my fancy outfit. You should see their eyes. Mommy's polishing pottery, and daddy wins the lottery, and grandma's little nephew's in bed. But I'm a cool daddy, oh. Nice. Cool daddy, oh. That's a fun one. Is it's that fun. A, a, another one of these British talk singy bands? Uh, apparently, but it reminds me more. It's less. Um, it's less kind of like street punk sounding, a little bit more Kinks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's reminding me too of Squeeze. Cool for cats, if you know that song. Oh uh, yeah, cool for cats. Um, What's the I like it. Name? I like the way we're singing. R, like R period. Stevie Moore. It's like H. Michael Cray. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> our Stevie Moore. Look at that. <laughs> You're one of those minds that's just always working on the yeah. words and the patterns. Oh, Do you this count guy's... people's words? 
Do I count their words? No. I, I dated a girl who was a word counter. She knew what? like how many, she knew, yeah, she could super oh, wow. quickly tell you how many words were in the sentence you just said. Weird. No, yeah. I don't do that. Okay. That's it's like Gary Busey. It's like Gary Busey with his acronyms. <laughs> with his acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You he know, just always has a word like romance means right. real awesome oh. energy. Yeah. Necessary <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. that kind of Those are called backronyms. Really? Where Backronym. you take a word and then make it stand for something. And it uh, wasn't originally okay. intended to. Wu-Tang was huge on this. All right. Cream. <laughs> cream. Totally. I got one for slog. Staggering lack of guidance. It was a slog. Wow. What? Wow. Great. And also, where is that from in your life? <laughs> you got Oh, uh, my uh, parenting. The parenting I received. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's and funny. I don't mean, I'm not throwing stones at them as people. I'm just saying I was in a very specific situation. Uh-huh. It's not like they lived through it so they could tell me how to get through it. So that's all. Aerosmith had one like in the 80s, like F-I-N-E. Oh, yeah. She's F-I-N-E. It was like fucked up, insecure, something. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, But yeah, an early backronym. Backronym. Something new. Mm -hmm. Also, I just looked up uh, our Stephen Moore and he's like 71. Whoa. Yeah. God damn, and he just has a cool hit out right now. That's giving yeah. me hope. Same, oh, that's totally. great. Also, he's born in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> am I am I looking up the right guy? Wow. Maybe he's but he did sort of sound like, I mean, he had that rockabilly sound. He could be. Yeah. To British parents who moved to Nashville. Yeah, there you go. He Maybe he looks, wasn't being ironic when he said cool daddy-o, and that's yeah. actually what he thinks slang is. Yeah. That's kind he of actually, used of me. He looks exactly like Rick Rubin, if you want to picture him. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Cool. Cool. That's a good find. Good stuff. R. Stevie Moore. All right. Coming in, number three. Number uh, three. We got uh, Zach's pick. This is Mm. Nicholas Craven and Boldy James with... Scrabble. <laughs> Craven. <laughs> Love that Nicholas word. Craven. Yeah. <laughs> Hard dreaming of a damn world. All white, same color as a stand back. Quick to bleed a nigga block. That's a tan pack. Stepped on a chicken pot pie and some Van Grex. We the ones giving head taps. Niggas know the truth. I just sit back at you and your man's cap. How many times I gotta tell you niggas? They know the real from the fake. Man, these hoes, they can tell the difference. How many times I had to bail you niggas out single-handedly? I'm the one who held the city down by my lonesome. Ask who did it first, me, that's who. Whole brick of Sade, this shit is sweet as taboo. From where the FBI and DEA and snatch you, give you so many letters. Shit look like you playing Scrabble. No! Until the judge bang the gavel. Until the truth be told. Letters, Scrabble. Gavel. He does all kinds of... <laughs> Comparisons Triple to words Scrabble. Scrabble. He has like five different comparisons to to it in the course of the song. You and, know, and it, that's really good. Don't you have those as far as you know? Don't you sum up your show with lines like that? Um, I'm not exactly sure what you're asking, but it sounds good <laughs> and friendly, so I will say yes. Well, I mean, like when you show up to the crossword show, mm. do you explain anything about the show in rap form? I see. Um. 
I like, let me answer you in this way. I like uh, in a rap, I like us <laughs> <laughs> in a freestyle rap that perfectly expresses my point and makes me not that. embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I like raps that tell you what their game is like self-contained. I, you know, when mm. I was, I, I'm not, I'm no longer in the part of my career where I'm writing like premise based three minute comedy raps. Nowadays, they're all either for somebody else's project or in service of the crossword show. But I would write songs that required a lot of setup. And then the song would be fun, but you had to have the setup. And then I would write songs that were self-contained. And I much prefer the latter in retrospect, where you don't have to like do a bunch of talking before you get into it. Howard, right. you have the thing where you your setup is self-contained on its own. You don't even need to do the song. You have a song, but you but you don't need to do it. I feel like I've seen you do sets where you just set up song after song and you never. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where I would denounce the song titles, but not do them. Yeah, yeah. They and that's how I own. felt. I felt from coming from uh, being a stand-up performer, it felt like once I told them the title, okay, you heard the joke. Don't make me do the song. I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's what we were saying about movies. It's like, do you need me to really go through the whole rigmarole of the three minutes of it? You get it. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. It's not going to be bad, but you've had yes. the most fun. And it's also like a... It's like a magician telling you how they did the trick. It's like, trust me, the best part was when you heard what it was. It's, yeah. It doesn't get better than that. You guys. Yes. That yes. feels like, um, have you seen the trailers out for Cocaine Bear? Yes. Yeah. That's good the, point. That's the feeling I'm getting from that. Where I'm yeah, going, you've seen okay, the trailer. That's that, funny. I get that that's a, a jokey idea. Do I have to watch the movie? It's almost yeah. a bit that they did the movie. The movie right. beside the point. Like, but then I feel like in five years, and I feel like in five years, I'm going to hear people going, what? You didn't see Cocaine Bear? That was <laughs> yeah. unbelievably funny. Yeah, it'll be kids who are then 12 I'll be like, right now. Oh, oh, I thought it was just like a weird, corny trailer. Like I, I missed yeah. it. You know, like I, I think you got to be the good. right age. If you're 12 in 2023, yeah. then in 2033, you'll tell people, oh, you got to Shoot us all that. <laughs> right. Cocaine bear. And then, um, but, the, you know, that's uh, from the audience and the uh, performing standpoint, but also from a writing standpoint, those songs where you have a premise and then you just have to keep coming up with new examples to deliver on the premise, they're not a lot of fun sometimes to write those songs because it's like, it's basically, yeah. you know, it's like a made to order kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. And it's like watching someone color in an illustration that you really just need to see the line. Uh, that's the a good, yeah. of. good like way to yeah. describe it. Um, By the way, Zach, are you uh, an expert at playing Scrabble? Do you not just at clean all. house? No. Okay. And uh, um, I don't like Scrabble and I'm not good at it. Um, I do. Thank love you. I feel the same way, play, but I, I, I don't Scrabble is not my thing. What? That's interesting. I feel like fraud. I, I'm sick. This guy's a fraud. <laughs> 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 How are I, you? For uh, some reason, I've never. You guys don't like Scrabble. I've it's never like enjoyed it. I at, do like. At some point, I came to the realization when I was playing that I've, I do not enjoy this game. Like mm -hmm. I just don't have fun, and I feel stupid when I play it, and I, I just feel frustrated the wow. whole time. Yeah, and and also I'm keenly uh, aware that there <laughs> there is a way to go about it the right way, but invo it involves yeah. so much time and effort that I just am like I don't. I'm not. Right. I'm never gonna do it. I know that I'm playing. I feel the same about chess. I'm like, I'm a nerd. I should be eligible mm. for liking this, but knowing how 
huge the iceberg is, I just, I'm like, I can't yeah. get involved. Right. I can't invest. That's how I am with sci-fi. I'm like, why do I got to learn different names? Right. Game of Thrones. Why do I got to learn countries' names? Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. But I, See, yeah, I, like, I, I like chess, but I like playing with someone who has as little experience as I do. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the honest way of playing is just like, how many moves ahead can we think about? But if you are a pro chess player, you really know, then you, you've already memorized dozens of moves. So it doesn't feel fun at that point. But I get that. I like the but core. Don't, don't you like the resourcefulness of, of Scrabble? Like, oh, I've only got an A and an N. What words can I make out of that? Like, you don't <laughs> like that part? I don't. I, I don't know. I just never. I'm always disappointed with myself with what I do come up with. You know wow. what I mean? It'll just be like, a word like this or something. And I'm just like, really? We got to play Scrabble. I have no idea. <laughs> what if you, you just want to bury me? What if you guys <laughs> played a game of Scrabble? And then <laughs> I have my own board. I'll play with you. It's I just will. Like, yeah, of I course. have a board that the menace left here. I'm going to laugh if I win. Long time ago. The menace play was into Scrabble. She was good at it. Oh, okay. what, what if you played a game of Scrabble and then... Um, Howard had to write a song using all the words in the oh, game. Now it's work. And then oh, Brett did the beat. Oh, that's not a fun constraint. Okay. You guys play the game. Oh, game. You guys play yeah. the game and then I'll write the verse with your words from the game. It'll weave it all in. And then we can oh, release like a. I'm down for that. That sounds totally fun down. to me. I'm totally that's down fun. for that. You guys handle okay. the beat. You handle the Scrabble. We should live stream it. Okay. And then I'll write the song. Do we, uh, do you, can we do it over Zoom to where I just have the board here? Or do, no, because then I'll know your. Letters. We can probably do it over Zoom. We could do it at. Da, we could do it I'd at Dai Tai. Face your letters to the camera so only you could see it. Let's do it at Dai Tai to really tie this whole episode together. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> can We're I quickly say tie this episode? Hey. <laughs> um, Boldy James is awesome. He's so prolific. He's part of this like Rust Belt rap thing that's happening now along with like Griselda and 38 Spesh um but Whoa. he's like affiliated with those guys but uh he's from Detroit and he releases so much music and it's all really consistent but some tracks are just to me like a little bit up and Scrabble is one of them and one interesting thing about that beat and a lot of his beats lately is there's like no drums yeah, I miss the drums bars. but it's cool to hear raps that don't have any that song has minimal yeah. drums and some of them have none I've noticed that in in recent years, maybe in the last like two years, like mm-hmm. more raps over over beats that aren't really even beats, like and even they don't there. have a strong backbeat. Yeah, so it's really yeah. interesting to to choose to do that. Easier to hear the lyrics. Yeah, and it's like it's gotten so abstract in that way, where like your brain has heard enough raps with beats that you can fill in like what you need to fill in you know almost, yeah. you know or it's like yeah, I get yeah. the form the now. beats implied yeah. or it's like um an opportunity to practice your beatboxing <laughs> yeah right. karaoke Rozelle <laughs> beatbox karaoke <laughs> <laughs> all right coming in at number two number two um this is my buddy Cyrus uh, hey. who goes by King Cyrus King as his like, you know, musical name, he just put out an album and what he did was he challenged himself last year to write, write and produce a song of his own every month. And so he reached the 12 month mark and he had 12 songs for an album and he just put it out and, uh, great. It's incredible. It like, you know, he, he's a man of many talents and, uh, it is a wild. He is. Uh, we, we all worked on a song together. That's uh, right. Yeah. 
Great stuff. Shout out to Cyrus. Great, great friend the of mine. The Barefoot Wonder. He's like Rick Rubin. He doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This song I just picked kind of at random, but it's called Phaedra. And it's very... And we'll guess what month it is. You guys, from listening to it, tell me your impressions of what month it came in. It. It's Prague. Prague. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's Prague. It's very him. Like Yeah, like, but it's like him. uh like that Devin Townsend guy you're yes. into. Just like the we guy. are both into him, and I can tell he's very influenced by Devin Townsend. Mm. Yeah. Right on. The guy makes he's a one man uh, orchestra. Hmm. Yeah. That is uh really impressive. That kid's got fast fingers too. There was some yeah. shit going on underneath there. <laughs> right. Um yeah. Yeah, he and I are like we live like parallel lives, like similar similar like ways, you know. That's why we get a right lot. of doing things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I liked I liked the psychedelic feel to it. Uh what's the name of the album? Uh good question. The name of the album is just self-titled King Cyrus King. Nice. And I'm going to say I, March. You are? It was a gusty yeah, like, a gusty vibe. Right. A lot of energy. He had 31 days to fill. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say May. <laughs> I was going to say May just because it feels like there's a wind in his sails. Like he's excited. Ah, Summer's coming. All that stuff. He's a barefoot guy, so he probably likes some. <laughs> Jack Johnson type of vibe. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say, I would say June, but you know what? I don't have any way of, of uh, fact checking this. So we're all just... Don't you know? No theory. Shooting just from June. the hip. Yeah. <laughs> I would say be June right. just because I think he started in February. And to me, this sounds like he's firing on all pistons. Like he's oh, had okay. a few Track months five. to warm interesting. up. Interesting. Yeah. Good, good theory. That's interesting. Shout out Cyrus. Good stuff. Good work. Good stuff, Cyrus. That good would be stuff. so funny if the tracks in the longer months were like just perceptibly a little bit better than the shorter ones. <laughs> no, yeah. He had more time. Wow, February this February sucks. one is uh, yeah. kind of an early draft. This That's guy funny. needs at least 29 days to make a good Yeah, tune. every 30-day one just needs one more day. You got to pick a leap year for that project. Really give yourself the best chance you can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming in at number one. Number one. Mm. H. Michael Cray's pick with Inhaler, If You're Gonna Break My Heart. Mm. And the shore is on the other side. Let's do a wow. quiz. Let's do a quiz. Okay. Do you do you already know what the quiz is, Stard? No. No, of course Okay. Not. I played this song 
Not because I wouldn't usually pick some yes, song like that. I was thinking that sounds like some barroom kind of song, whatever. But it was nice. I mean, all right, now listen to it again and see oh. if you can hear the famous pedigree. As this song is the sons of a very famous frontman. This band is made up of the sons. Okay. Of a very famous front man. And we will be able to hear that. <laughs> Why are you doing that with your hands? Is it like you too? He's or got something? it. Wow. Who? I said you too. Because I was going you too with my hands. Uh, but yes, that is correct. Those are the sons of Bono. Wow. The sons of Bono. <laughs> Multiple Bono sons? Multiple. Their last names are Hugh, Hewitt. Like the Bono's name's Paul Hewitt or okay. Hewlett, whatever. Howard. But, uh, that, those are his kids. That's like. Uh, you know, we did Raven's Age earlier on the program. Yeah. They were the sons of, like, the bass player from <laughs> some metal band. How how on earth is that band not called Sonny Bono? That would just be... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even when you said Sons of Bono, that had more of a funny, like, ring Sons to it. of Bono. <laughs> sons of Bono. <laughs> I would never... Bono would be them just, like, coming out with it and being, like, authentic. That's right. Yeah. That trying to... I, I would never have guessed it, but once you said that it was Bono's son, I did, you know, it's... You didn't like you my tell. Bono moves I was doing? <laughs> I could not, I did not know what that was. If you saw me, like, trying to balance on one knee, you know, yeah. I used to do that, then you got to have the full shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but, could kind of um, hear it in the sound, though, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they sound like them. Yeah. The, singers, the kid sings like them, but, um, I mean... <clears throat> so the Edge doesn't have any kin... In this band, I don't okay. think so. No, okay. they don't have the guy there. Can I and tell you, you guys? Go, well, oh, sorry, no, man. I just said lag. Greta Van Fleet. They copied Zeppelin, and they're not even their kids. Yeah, so <laughs> at least they got it in their blood. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? I think this is an inspiring story to other people who make music. But I have a friend who plays an instrument, and he got sent. Uh, recording and they were like, Hey, we need your instrument on this track. Um, can you like, you know, we might make this track. Can you play this part? And it was for a Bono solo song that didn't wind up getting made, but it was just like a voicemail, a voice memo. Like any one of us re would record on our iPhone of, of Bono being, he played it for me of Bono being like, okay. So then it goes like, and it was just him singing into his phone. And oh, wow. I was like, wow. I would, I, I've done this exact thing. He's using the same like toolkit right? I am. Um, so I found that heartening. Wow. And then how did, of all the guitarists in the world, your friend is the one that Bono's going to for. He's not a guitar tunes? player. Okay. Yeah. He's a horn player. Of all the ukulele guys <laughs> in the world. No, it, you know what it is? Bono sent it to a producer. And of all the oh, horn guys in the world, the producer knows my friend. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's funny. So, I just heard that just sort of reminds me. I was just listening to this podcast that, was, that breaks down, you know, good songs and stuff. And it was talking about Prince 
and the song Kiss. And I didn't realize that he had written that song for another band named Maserati. And Maserati took his song, took his demo, and they fully like built it out with this great producer. And they had a version like ready to go. And Prince heard their version and went, wait, I want my song back. Wow. And did their version. And then used even their backup vocals and used a lot of their instrumentation on his version. But it's really interesting to hear their version, but all but you can find it on YouTube, but you can also, they sing it in a lower register. Mm. And you got to say like, they clearly came up with a lot of interesting ideas for it. But Prince, yeah. Prince just like takes it up to a whole nother level. Right. But, but he was going to give it away. Like, I don't think it would have been a hit if they, if they went through with it. But um, you can also hear Prince's demo that he sent them. And it's just him on acoustic just doing like one verse and one chorus. Uh, and, and you can kind of hear how in his mind, he's just phoning in almost like a blues. Like it doesn't, right. it's just not, there's not that a throwaway tune things about it. But like, but you can hear how it just got developed to a point where then suddenly he's going, wait, I wrote that. Wait, that's, I think that could be something great. <laughs> like, yeah. Why should yeah. I bust my ass from scratch? That's my tune. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it back right now. I didn't realize, too, yeah, it's an interesting story. I didn't realize, too, though, how influential that song, like, how big, I, like, I didn't I didn't pinpoint that song as being the song in the 80s that fully influenced a ton of things after, production-wise, because okay. th- that was the first big song that came out that completely wiped away all reverb. Like, ah, it was just purely yeah, it had dry. The dry sound, yeah. And everything in the 80s at that point was just drenched. And so, like, oh yeah, it was. It was and there was crazy. no bass in that it's song. Gross. Really. So it's just interesting because a ton of I think of like George Michael coming after him and like other th- other things going into the late '80s that had that dry sound. So it's like Maserati, this unknown band, completely affected the sound of music for the <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, years. the dryness is really Prince, but they it was like a collab in a way. Yeah, because he wouldn't have made that song without him. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway tangent but it reminded me of the phone demo no super super interesting it's yeah. like a lot of times like prince gave the manic monday to the bangles he didn't take it back you know yeah. what I mean? before they did it so interesting stuff his um zach we've had a blast speaking with yeah you this today. has been so fun same it's i these are fun things to talk about with fun people so thanks for having me on you're a natural at the show uh you're perfect for it you've got takes on all the things that we like to have takes about so uh you will be back soon if you're available thank you always once again for gracing the charts everybody check out the crossword show or you're actually building number six at this point is that is that right building number six great time um to sign up for our email list on our website crosswordshow.com um or as i sometimes say in the show crosswords how dot com it helps if you're looking at it and uh yeah we'll keep you posted on where we're doing shows uh, right on. Very cool. And start. Yeah, check out uh, Comedy Bang Bang World and look out for uh, Play It By Ear, the improvised musical show uh, I am play guitar on and it's coming out on Dropout TV season two. And um, check out the podcast form of that off book, which I've been doing for years, also playing uh, guitar on and uh, improv for humans. Check out all those things. Yeah. Remember also to check out Grift Horse with Megan Beth Keister. You can earn money just by listening. And 
Drop Date Duel. Hey, Zach, I do a show every week where two brand new albums face off against each other. Track by track, five tracks. Pick a winner at the end of each show. A lot of fun. New albums come out every Friday. This past week, we did Pink versus Skrillex. Oh, Oh, wow. He just surprise dropped. Both have shaved sides of their heads. Wow. Yeah, they're both shorn. There was the uh, Battle of the Shorn. And um, (laughs) Channing Tatum danced in a video with Pink. Uh, oh, oh in, a, wow. in one of her music videos yes. for this new album or back in the day? I think back in the day. And did they fight at the end of it? Like the uh, Miller Lite girls? <laughs> um, that's just, that's, you don't have to answer Okay, that. great, great, great. <laughs> um, also, oh, go sorry. Ahead. Also check out, um, I got new songs coming out. New Dragon Boy Suede. There's a new one called Oddwalla that's about to drop. Nice. And um, check out the other ones that we've dropped. Um, Baltic States and, um, you know, some other filthy tales on there. And uh, as always, go to whochartedpod.com and you can hear all these escape tunes we're talking about. We do that on Two Charted. We do it on Streamstream. You can access all of that if you sign up at WhoChartedPod. And you can go back and listen to Zach's last episode. Yeah. You can go back to uh, episodes he was on eight years ago where he was delightful on those two. You can find all those back episodes right there on WhoChartedPod.com. And check out HaveASummer.com slash shop. Pick up an Austin Stories DVD or a Have a Summer t-shirt. And we will see you right here next week on... Ooh, charted. charted.